0: Super excited to have you here. I'm going to talk about kind of the year in review. I'm going to talk about our mission as a church. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures, and also uh, I think it's, it's going to be a great morning, so let's pray and we'll jump in. Father, thank you that we're here, and thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to, to be in church this morning and everybody gathering online. Father, I pray you'd bless this morning and bless everyone that is here, uh, that we'd, we'd uh, have a glimpse, Father, into your heart of uh, what it means to be a part of the church. So bless us, we ask in Christ's name, and everyone greeted by saying, amen. amen. Hey, so I want to begin with our mission as a church, which is this, inspiring people to find Jesus, to follow Jesus, and to further his fame. So we're going to spend this morning unpacking this uh, mission of the church, inspiring people to find Jesus, follow Jesus, and further who he is. So first of all, to inspire people to find Jesus. And so uh, we present the gospel as a church. Uh, we invite people to make decisions of faith, uh, to come out of darkness and into the light. So we do lots of invitations. We do lots of events that are inviter events, inviting people that are family and friends and coworkers and all to uh, to, to hear the message of hope of the gospel. And so uh, like we did something like this just not long ago where we talked about live to give. You may remember that. And uh, so a woman that was here that uh, attended that service said this, my heart exploded for God and his love today. Thank you, Sanctuary Church, for a service worthy of a thousand encores. That's the idea there. Like this person was inspired uh, by what happened. And so that's what we want to do as a church all the time. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, it says, those, uh, now we're going to move on to uh, what you do once you've been inspired to follow Jesus. You would walk into the waters of baptism. So, as a church, we want to inspire people to follow, uh, to find Jesus, but then to follow him. So, what do they do when they follow him, but they are going to get baptized? So, uh, then in Acts chapter 8, it says, But when they believed, when they believed uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. And then Jesus said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit, so I want to uh, just pause for a moment. We did a baptism uh, in the summer at Forest Home. I wanted to give uh, you a little view of that uh, because uh, we'll check out the pictures. Yeah, there it is. So we had um, yeah, we had thirty six people that were baptized. Thirty six people that were baptized this year, and so uh, super excited uh, about that. Then uh, another way though that we want to in- encourage people to follow Christ is to dedicate their children to the Lord. So uh, a little over a month ago, we had a dedication. Uh, we had nine families dedicate their children to the Lord. And uh, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, when the time came, Joseph and Mary took him, that is Jesus, to Jerusalem and presented him to the Lord. And so that's what the, the parents were doing. So uh, we didn't just didn't say, hey, let's do the dedication. And then you figure it out. No, we met with them four times. We did an orientation and then three meetings to follow up with them to help them in the journey of what it means to live out dedicating your children to the Lord. So that was a, an awesome event there. So, uh, but another way as a church that we encourage people to follow Jesus is by attending amazing, life-changing camps. I love camps. I want to talk about that because we as a church, this year and then next year, we are doing eight camps. Eight different types of camps. Uh, Last year, we had 200. This year, we had 287 people uh, experience camp, an overnight camp. Almost 300, actually. So uh, it's awesome. Life-changing camp, 300 people. I'm talking family camp, students, summer camp, winter camp, pondo. Uh, We're talking Ironwood. Uh, We've gone to Forest Home for the baptism. Also, Big Bear venue that we have talking father-son man camps, young adult camps, young gun camps. So we are all about camp, and I want to talk about that because uh, the amazing women of Sanctuary have also done retreats in camps, so I don't want to leave them out. Why do we go big on camps? Why do we go big on camps for kids and adults? Well, uh, as we're rolling some pictures here, uh, camp, for one thing, is a place of spiritual growth. Uh, camp is something where spiritually... You can reset, recharge, restart, experience spiritual renewal. Camps are a place where you're encouraged, where you're inspired, where you're challenged from the Word of God. Camps are a place of decision in the areas of salvation, full surrender, accepting your calling. In fact, uh, a guy by the name of Billy Graham, right here at Forest Home, America's greatest evangelist, surrendered to God's call at Camp, right up here at camp. You can go and see the very place where he surrendered his life to, to, uh, to preach the gospel. So camp's a place where defining moments happen that can change the trajectory of your life. The thing about camp that I love is camps create time away from the distractions. I'm talking about distractions that occupy your mind, occupy your thinking, uh, so you can pause long enough at camp then to hear God's voice in a fresh way, because you're removed from the distractions of life. Christian camps create intentional, undistracted spaces. They can be sacred spaces where you're exposed, you hear God's word, you can respond to God's word. There's not so many things pulling at you. So camps, what they do is they facilitate and they accelerate relationships. They accelerate community, foster community. And so they create community, which is unique and lasting. And really the experience there will only happen at camp. It's not going to happen on Sunday mornings. So if you haven't done camps, I want to encourage you to rethink camps because you need to do camps. This year I will do probably eight camps. I love it. And I can't wait for the next one. And I, uh, So I've done many camps, but they are so transformative, so life changing and you can experience what will only happen at camp. So, uh, it is an awesome adventure of an experience here. Uh, what I love about it, too, is there's no cleanup. Uh, there's no cooking. You just show up. So, and another thing that's overlooked, thing that's overlooked that is huge and very important, people don't realize, is this. Is that an overlooked beauty of camp is what does not happen at camp. What doesn't happen? Like, phones don't happen. Uh, TV doesn't happen. Computer doesn't happen. Cell phones don't happen. Like, you're in a space there where you can uh, be renewed and, and, uh, uh, and give all of your attention to your family, to your spouse, to your kids, whatever. So check out some fun that happens at camp. Yeah, so that's a man camp, and uh, one of the things they do is Jeep rides there. But, uh, but, but camps are amazing, and uh, also the, the fun doesn't end there. The fun goes on and on and on. But I, wanna, I want to honor someone, because I'm, I'm going to show this zip-dip and I went, I wanna honor the all time leader of every man camp that we have ever done, the all time leader of trips going down the zip and dip, a young upstart named Ron Williams. Would you give it up for Pastor Ron? Did I think six or seven times? Look at that. Pastor Ron, six or seven times. There it is, friends. The fun awaits you. Uh, that's just a little snippet, a little window of the fun. So camps are so amazing, so much fun. I want to I read you some letters that were written, that were written by unknown sponsors here. These are them who supported them. Here it is. Thank you so much for sending me to camp. The relationships I've built and the relationship with God is priceless. You have helped shape my life. Youth, that happened at camp. Here's another one. A student writes, Thank you for allowing me to experience camp. I'm so grateful that you chose to donate. This week, God has been showing me what I need to remove in my life. As a student, what I need to remove in my life, and it's to handle selfish desires and bitterness. Thank you, exclamation mark. Tell you, life change happens at camp. Dear sponsor, thank you very much for the opportunity of bringing me to camp. It has really changed my life. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And then the last one. Thank you for giving your giving heart. How insightful is that for a youth to recognize that? How uh, for your giving heart that got me to camp. This week has been amazing. I'm able to hear and be reminded of God's love and faithfulness to my life. God bless you. So see, thank you, church, for the eternal impact that happens by sending students to camp. It's, it's, It's awesome. So one of the things that we do is we inspire students okay, to follow Jesus and adults by experiencing the power of camp. Again, we have eight of them coming up this year. I hope if you haven't been that you will take my invitation to go. Additionally, we inspire people to fulfill our mission uh, to follow Jesus by being a part of a small group, but to be discipled. So Sunday mornings, we sit in rows. Where do we sit in circles? The circles is where community happens. Circles are where relationship happens. Circles is where really the life of the church actually happens. So this year, uh, we had over 300 people that were doing that discipled weekly. So Jesus said this. He said, therefore, go and make disciples. Notice he didn't say make Christians. He said, make disciples. So he said, go, therefore, and before you can... Make disciples, you have to actually go uh, and connect with people. But go as a command literally means go and don't delay. This is, this is important here. And so a disciple is one who responds uh, by faith through grace in the call to follow Jesus Christ. Watch. So making disciples is who we are. That's who we are. That is the core of who we are. at our very core as a church. So we inspire people to find Jesus, but to follow Jesus by being actively discipled in a small group experience. That's where discipleship happens. In Bible studies, uh, in uh, kingdom nights, in small groups, men, women, youth, students. uh, One of the things that we do is rooted. Uh, Perhaps you've heard of rooted. If you haven't done rooted, everybody needs to do rooted. Whether you've been a Christ follower for 20 years or two months Everybody needs to do rooted. So, Pastor Ron's probably done it, I don't know, eight or 10 times. I've done it about that many times. So, we want to encourage you to do rooted. If you Google discipleship uh, when you go home this afternoon, rooted will pop up. And many of the people that have done it and that study discipleship will say, rooted is the best form of discipleship that we have going on in America. It's that powerful. And so Rooted will change who you are. We had Rooted graduates. You could uh, see the pictures there of the Rooted graduates. So you graduate from Rooted as a minister of Sanctuary Church. Not a member, but a minister. So we prepare you in that capacity. I want to shout out the Bloom Women's Bible Study. Another awesome way. Are there any ladies in the house that have been to Bloom? Maybe not so polite. in the, uh, Maybe a little more caffeinated version. Any women in the house? Yeah. That's the spirit I'm talking about. So and we have the Bloom Women's Bible Study, uh, which is awesome. It's just awesome. Uh, I happen to live in the house uh, where some of the Bloom meetings meet. So I see firsthand ladies coming out happy. Uh, I hear stories. It's absolutely amazing. And, uh, uh, and the, the heart of the women that are involved with Bloom, so beautiful. So beautiful. One of the things that they do is uh, there are... There are um, uh, quilts that are made, quilts that are made. And then what they do is they sign those quilts with scriptures, you know, and then they go out and they give the quilts to people in the community that need to be encouraged. So it's just a beautiful ministry, and they do that over and over. They give it away to women, uh, perhaps that maybe have cancer or in a really uh, difficult space in life. So a big shout out to the Bloom Women what a great way to be a disciple. I think they had 80 or 90 women that were a part of that. And in addition to that, there's women that come from churches all over the Inland Empire in this community because they want to be a part of it, because they hear about what God is doing in Bloom Women's Bible Study. So, but it is an awesome uh, way that women are disciples. I want to encourage you to be a part of that. We do lots of home uh, Bible studies. For example, Redlands uh, Small Group Bible Study Uh, It's a great meeting there in the week in Redlands. And then we had about four or five men's Bible studies. I want to shout out to Garrett Castro, the men's Bible study. I want to shout out uh, Stephen Leach, another men's Bible study. Ron Williams, Daryl Luttrell, great meetings. They have 15, 20 men. So there is no lack for opportunities for men to get involved that way. Garrett Castro's Bible study uh, recently went up the mountain to... Big Bear, and we have that available to us. And they uh, uh, deepened their friendships. They had fun. They were challenged in their faith. That only happens when you go away. That that doesn't happen on Sunday morning. So I'm just, I'm encouraging you. You want to be a part of a small group. That's how you, you grow as a follower of Christ. Yes, Sunday mornings, but absolutely during the week. So we recognize also how vital and essential it is that we disciple students to follow Jesus Christ. In this room on Wednesday night, there's at least 50, 60 kids now, students gathering here, being discipled weekly in small groups. I want to shout out all of you that are involved with that. You're doing a fantastic job. Students' lives are being changed. And so there's one, there's one uh, leader in particular that picks up like a dozen people uh, between like a Monday and a Wednesday night, dropping students off late at night, picking them up. The devotion, the dedication of our team is off the charts, and they're crushing it. And the fruit of it is seen by uh, what God is doing in this, creating this thriving, vibrant, life-giving youth group, as well as on Monday night, kingdom nights, discipleship is happening. Again, many uh, young adults come from all over, but there's 40 uh, young adults discipled weekly. And uh, and I love this. One of the things I love about them is the heart of worship that they have. So I I filmed something. They didn't know I was filming this up at uh, on a on a, a retreat up in Big Bear. They didn't know I was filming this, but they just stopped and spontaneously are worshiping. Check this out. That's not awesome? Like, like, they didn't even know I was filming that. There they are. That, that's who they are. That's their heart to worship God. So great things, amazing things happening in the lives of the young adults. Another thing that we do to foster uh, following Christ, to encourage people, uh, are worship nights. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't been, worship nights are absolutely transformative. First Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord, and seek His strength, and seek His face. Weekly? No, continually. So we want to create opportunities where we can seek the Lord together uh, at our all-church worship nights here. So we just had the Christmas worship night. Some of you were able to be a part of that, but it was an absolutely great uh, experience uh, that we had worshiping, uh, uh, singing Christmas carols, and uh, and resetting our hearts for the season. We do things like that to inspire worship, to help you in your own personal life, of worship, of responding to all that God is and all that he has done for you with all that you are. So I want to encourage you to be a part of the worship nights. Um, Our mission is not only to inspire people to find Jesus, absolutely, to follow Jesus, but then to further who he is. That is to be missional. So to be relentlessly intentional and missional about leading people to Christ, making a difference in the community, Uh, expanding our influence and impact in the community to further the mission of Jesus Christ uh, beyond this community, uh, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus here, but also not only for those that have heard and are convinced, for the unconvinced that haven't heard, for the people that are not sitting here today. What about them? So to inspire people, our mission, find Jesus, follow Jesus, but we can't stop there. It's not just for us. Okay, Than to further his purpose, further his fame, expand his influence. And so what does that look like? Well, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, an oft-repeated scripture says this, that you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses uh, and tell people everywhere, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, you start where you are, but you don't stop there. You go on from where you are to then Jerusalem. This is our Jerusalem. And then you expand from there and you go farther out and you would have a a Jerusalem, then a Judea, if you will. And then even more than that, you go on and you have a Samaria. So what is our, our Jerusalem? Well, one of the things would be the Sanctuary Hope City, where 52 times a year, for almost 10 years, we have been uh, helping the poor, disenfranchised, and the forgotten in San Bernardino. So that's what you saw about we're throwing a Christmas party for them uh, this afternoon at 2 o'clock. So uh, we have worship. Uh, we have give them the gospel. Uh, and so I just want you to know that we do this on the cheap. Imagine an organization that has 52 events, and we did it for under $65,000. How do we do that? Here's how we do it. No one is paid. Everyone is a volunteer. Not one person gets a salary. Not one person is paid. So the lead pastor, never been paid. Ten years. Every, every Sunday, three o'clock, never been paid. All the musicians, some of them are professionals, never been paid. We squeeze it. We, the, the blood out of every nickel that we get. Under 65000 uh, to do a year of ministry. Not only that, though, not only that, uh, it's what we do when we get there. So we're the church that doesn't wait to be asked. We didn't ask, you know, uh, they need help in San Bernardino. If someone would just ask us, no, that's not how we roll. Uh, we give, we pray, we give, we go. That's what we did. So for in August, it'll have been 10 years. We don't talk about it that much, but 10 years of vital life-giving ministry for the disenfranchised happening Every Sunday, including today. So Jesus said this. Jesus put it this way. How important is this? Jesus said this. Whenever you did it to the least of these, uh, of my people, he said, no matter how unimportant they seemed. Love that translation. These are the least important. Jesus said, when you do that, you actually do it to me. You think you're just doing it to them? You're doing it to me. Proverbs chapter 22. The generous themselves. Watch. We talk about generosity. You want to be blessed? The generous will be blessed. The generous will themselves be blessed uh, um, and, uh, and share their food, their resources with the poor. So how do we do that? How do we then, okay, we work with them. How do we then help the poor? Here's how we help the poor. Every Sunday, 80 total meals and survival bags are distributed every single Sunday gone from like 65 to 70, so you give here, some of your, your, your giving goes there. So not only do they get a meal there, all of them, not only do they can they get clothes, everything is free, but we give them bags, survival bags, then that have um, foodstuffs for breakfast, for uh, lunch, meals, snacks, and that'll get them by for one to two days. Steve, a homeless guy there, told me a few weeks ago, wasn't for that survival bag, I go hungry, so it's making a huge difference. So eighty survival meals every single Sunday. You just do the math in a year. That's over four thousand meals that this church does every um, every year. And in the ten years, I did the math to it's over thirty thousand meals. Thirty thousand meals that we have given to the homeless in San Bernardino. And so uh, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful for what God is doing. So we have a Jerusalem. Like we've taken the book seriously. Go therefore and make a difference. We're making a difference. You are making a difference. So, but Jesus said, uh, don't just stop there. There's to be more than Jerusalem. There is a Judea out there for you also. And so, uh, where you want to be my hands and my feet. So, for us, what does that look like? Like, what is our Judea? Here's our Judea uh, across the border. So, Every month where we partner with Mexican Children, Christians Aid, uh, multiple churches, a consortium of many churches. But we have two people that are leaders in that group. Uh, So because of Rich DeWitt and Jim Cooper and the people that go, my sons go uh, all the time when they they can. And all of you are invited to go. It's for free, forever. Great service experience. And all they do is take over 20 tons of food and feed 60 orphanages. I've been multiple times. It's awesome. So our our Judea then is going across the border, and over 60 orphanages are being fed every month. But not only that, it doesn't stop there, our Judea. We want to build homes for the homeless. So every year we do one or two uh, loft house builds. Here's what they look like. So a, a, a homeless family, usually with many kids, living in cardboard shacks, because the generosity of us here, we build it here and we go down and put it together there. If you guys are builders, you could be a part of this. Uh, we do it around Memorial uh, Day. And so there it is. So over the course of years, we have built over 12 uh, loft, house built, loft house homes. So 12 previously homeless families living in cardboard shacks in Mexico now have homes because of you. Go ye therefore to Jerusalem and Judea but don't stop there. It says, go then to the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, what is that for us? Well, that for us is to help out the orphans. So we have 45 orphans that we help out that we've made a difference in their lives, that their backpacks were bought by you, their shoes bought by you, their socks bought by you, the blankets bought by you, uh, cleaning up the mold uh, done by you, 92 orphans uh, and, and uh, at Harari's children's home. Why is this so personal to us? Because this is where Taps is from, and Taps will be leaving on Christmas Day, which he does pretty much every year, so he can be there with the orphans to give them Christmas. And I'm going to have him uh, share in the video in just a little bit. But check this out: the brother of Jesus, James, said this: "Pure and genuine religion." Here it is: "In the sight of, of Almighty God, the Father means this." What does it mean? What's what's pure pure religion? It says. Helping the orphans, caring for the orphans and widows in their distress. In other words, no one's going to take care of them, especially in that culture. You were, you were an orphan or a widow. You were like done. And so, so this is what we want to do as a church. This is our Samaria. And so Tapson pays his own way to go back to Africa every year. We don't pay him. He pays his own way. And 100% of everything that's given ends up being used. There's zero overhead. Ends up being used for the orphans there. And so uh, I want to thank you for the long history of selfless sacrifice, how God has touched your heart to touch the orphans. I have been there, and so I know uh, what it's like. I've carried the orphans in my my, uh, arms and on my back and played with them, and I know what it means. So here's the bottom line. Why do we do that? Well, we've adopted this phrase, it sanctuaries the church that is in the community, and for the community. We're just not in the community to be in the community and occupy space. You know what I'm talking about? We're not here just to occupy space. We're in the community. We're for the community. For a purpose. And what is the purpose? But to bless the community. The community would love us. And the community would, would hate if we weren't here. So that's what we're all about. That's why we do, we, we do so many of the things that we do. I only have a little bit of time to squeeze all of this in. But one of the things we do, for example, is summer blast. Summer Blast is for kids. It is free. We don't charge. Uh, It's a vacation Bible school on steroids. So Summer Blast is the best week of a kid's summer. Each week, they have a great time. They can't wait for the next day. uh, They have interactive Bible teaching, age-appropriate Bible teaching, small groups, music, fun, crafts, all of that. They have a great time. And then just a couple weeks ago, we did Jingle Jam. Jiggle Jam rocks, and y'all need to come to Jiggle Jam. I mean, Jiggle Jam is great. It's game on, really fun, high energy, interactive. Kids love it. Uh, it's an outreach. It's a super fun uh, Christmas celebration and a uh, meaningful, unforgettable, uh, remarkable uh, experience uh, that is, gets its arms around the unchurched as well as the church. So it's fun. It's engaging. They have crafts and all that. But we're reaching the community. That's the point. The point is we want to inspire people to find Jesus there. So it's really a fun, uh, faith-based, great inviter event. So let me begin to uh, land the ship and wrap this up by talking about, every year we talk about uh, uh, year-end opportunities to give. And I talked about Sanctuary Hope City. but Here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to know about Pastor Jim. Pastor Jim uh, is the most selfless man that I know. Most selfless man I know. For 10 years, he has sacrificed his life. Nothing compensated, never been paid for doing it. Sacrifices his life, selflessly serving and giving every afternoon, uh, pastoring Sanctuary Hope City. And so uh, he's given uh, month after month, year after year of his life. So he's a selfless servant of Christ. And we're incredibly blessed to have him. Uh, he's always buried Working with the kids, he's a rock star with the kids and the and the um, and the students there. So we don't get to see him in here enough. I want to change that next year, but uh, but he is uh, our pastor, and I want you to honor Pastor Jim when he comes. Yep.
1: Yeah, pastor Rod and I argue like two pastors in the Bible in a uh, barbershop over how to share. Right now, I thank you, Pastor Rod, He's, he deserves that himself. Um, the only thing, I, first of all, I wanted to say this, um, I thank you for the, the claps, but the, the truth about it is, is this, God puts something in every one of us to do, and all we have to do is say yes, and that's all I've done, honestly, and that's just the truth. Um, what, one thing, I just to start out this portion, yes, Pastor Rod talked about what it takes for us to run the ship This year we came in under uh, $65,000 for the year, but it was still less than what was brought in. We were blessed because early on, I guess, I think the year before, we had some some really nice donations. So we had a, a good little nest egg put away, and we've come in short. So we do need your help. But I want, I want you to hear my heart, and Pastor Rod, was on me, we argue back and forth, like I said, about how to share this. And, and so I'm going to share it my way. I'll let him share it his way. But if you feel led to give, then my heart for you would be to give, but not to take away from other areas that you give. I'm part of this church. As a pastor here, I tithe here. I'm not taking my tithe here to send it over to Hope City. What I have for Hope City goes to Hope City. If, I, if I'm led to give and if you're a loft house ministry builder, if, you're, if God's led you down with something another way to give the taps or whatever, and that's what you've been doing, I'm not saying to take from that ministry to give. But if the Lord leads you down that way, it'll be a blessing for you to give to the ministry. Um, it's, it's awesome. Also, another way that you can help out is some of you just have gifts and talents. You know, one of the things that Pastor Rod showed the scripture, when God when I was approached about taking the church, and before our very first service, um, there were a couple things that God placed in my heart. And the one was that, that scripture that Pastor Rod put up earlier. He says, what I want you to do is I want you to give the best to the least. Jesus said, well, you've done this to the least. He's my brother, and you've done it unto me. And so that's what I love. And so there's some areas in ministry that I want to elevate there. You know, And just like uh, next week, it's going to be elevated so we have our service this week, and i if you ask me about helping out at Hope City, I would say, just come out. Another thing that Pastor Rod and I talk about, I say, just come out and just see, and see if God asks you to be a part of it. Next week, uh, because of the, where Christmas is, last week was on a Sunday, this week is Christmas Eve on a Sunday, in order to kind of bring both of the churches together and showing that we're one church, I have people come and speak. So this week is On Christmas Eve, next Sunday, it's going to be John Michael. Pastor John Michael is going to come in. He's going to speak. And some people from our worship team are going to worship. The last couple Easter mornings for our sunrise service, we wanted a service where our church joins in here. We've had Pastor Steve. Anyway, however, God places on your heart to do it, I'm blessed to be a part of it. I'm blessed to be a part of the ministry here. God bless you all.
0: So I also wanted to thank you, Pastor Jim. I also wanted to mention uh, St. Joseph Orphanage in Harare's Boys Home. And uh, every, every Christmas for, since uh, TAPS has been here, uh, we have done this. But I thought rather than me try to explain it, I thought I'd let TAPS explain it to you.
2: Hello Sanctuary Church, my name is Tabs and I am one of the worship leaders at the church. I wanted to make this short video to say thank you to everyone that donated to the rebuilding of the orphanage that was burnt down in a fire a couple of months ago. A lot of the work has started and is still going and your contributions have gone such a long way. For me, it's very personal because that is the home where I grew up in, where I started off as a baby, dropped off at two days old. So I wanted to say thank you, thank you for loving on these kids and giving of your financial blessings to them. As well as we've also been working at St. Joseph's House for Boys, the other home where I grew up in. Um, There's been a lot of black mold that I built and a lot of the boys were getting sick. So we've also started the projects there of getting a lot of... the building redone, knocking down a lot of walls. putting back new walls. In this festive season, I wanted to say we are also, um, I'm going back to Zimbabwe to do Christmas parties on Christmas Day. And some of the things that we do is we give blankets, we give shoes, and right about that time, we also think about the New Year because a lot of the kids need school uniforms so whatever you can help out with in this time i know a lot of people have a lot of things going on in their families but if it tugs on your heart and if it's that if this is something that you want to do um you can give your donations to sanctuary church and just uh signal that it's for the orphanage again thank you to everyone that has uh, made this possible and i'm so grateful to god for each and every one of you god bless you
0: So um, another thing I wanted to mention was our future home, our future home. King David said this. Check this scripture out. It's going to be up on the screen. And King David knew that he would not be the one to build God's temple. His son Solomon was going to be the one uh, who was chosen king to, to rule over Israel. And yet when David was still alive, what David did is he gave all that he had of his personal wealth to fund the construction of the temple that he would never see. so look at the scripture here, 1 Chronicles 29. And now, because of my delight in the house of my God, I'm giving all of my own private gold and silver to help in the construction. This is over and above the building materials I've already collected for his holy house. So it's with that spirit that we will move forward to build our new uh, campus. So we have a 20,000-square-foot warehouse. Check out the artist rendering here. So we're just remodeling. Uh, we've talked to a zillion consultants and general contractors. The least expensive way to do it is to maintain it. So we're going to wrap it and redo the inside, remodel the inside. And that will be an amazing faith community for generations to come until Christ returns. On the bottom there, that's what it looks like from an aerial view. That's the, uh, the, the parking lot there. So we're, we're like really close here, really close. Uh, we've hired, I think, one of the best consultants in America by the name of Dan Cole. Built a lot of the uh, the best uh, Christian schools uh, on the West Coast. He's helping us, uh, donating the majority of his time to us. But anyway, uh, we're going to be uh, remodeling the warehouse there. And so just to show you what it looked like, we met there for two years. For uh, We spent a grand total of two bucks for two years to uh, rent the ranch. But uh, So this is what it looked like while we were meeting there. Big shout-out to Jim Anderson that helped do a lot of this. But anyway, so uh, we had the tents and all that, and then because of COVID emergency authorization permit being lifted, in a day we had to move from there to here. But anyway, we will uh, uh, come full circle. That's, go back to that. That's going to be the entrance right there. Go back to the left. That's going to be the entrance uh, from the parking lot right there, and then uh, go inside. So... As you walk into the right, this is where all the equipment was. It's about an eight, nine thousand square foot room there. We we'll have four, five hundred seats there. Then on the left side, this is where the, this will be the children's wing, and your children will be inside that wing there. So it's awesome. Uh, the space. It's a gift from God. We're grateful for it. Yeah. Do we get delay? We got delay. But delays are not God's de- denial. Delay. COVID delay, nothing we can do about it. Everything shuts down. City working at 30%. Delays are not his denial. It's just a delay. Okay, so uh, anyway, so the permit to build, the conditional use permit, it's got like everything imaginable included in it. We've got fire, police, parks, recreation, building and safety fees, plan check fees, architectural fees, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, plumbing engineer, structural engineer, landscape architect. I mean, it goes on forever. But this is our last hurdle before we get there. Last hurdle to, to remodel the ranch is this. So we are going to do it. Uh, but the permit to build application is fifty, $1.50, $150, and, uh, and we will get that. But uh, so obviously, end of the year, if you're available to help out with that, we would love that. The last thing I want to mention is the general fund. Uh, what I want you to know about the general fund is the general fund that it fuels everything we do. Use everything we do here. Every Sunday we meet, every time we meet, uh, general the general fund helps that. So a year-end gift, what it does is it helps set the budget for next year. We only will do what comes in. And so uh, year-end gifts help expand the budget that determines the budget for next year. And so, uh, but that's what makes everything possible. The meeting here, Christmas Eve services, Jingle Jam, VBA, everything we do, worship nights, Easter... Good Friday, Father's Day, Dad Fest, all of that. that that's you know, staff, everything. So I just want to thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. We have some amazingly, uh, incredibly grateful people that have personally touched my life in the deepest level. So I want to thank you for that. So we want to finish the year strong. So uh, we have uh, to the end of the year for our Christmas offering. You want to do something today? You can do that with the uh, uh, with the um, inside your your worship guide there, or next week, or the 31st. But uh, we're super grateful for that. Uh, so we're going to prepare as the worship team comes up, as the worship team comes up. And then we're going to pass the buck. Because if you're ready to do something today, great. If not, no pressure. Uh, like I said, there's uh, a couple more Sundays. But if you would just pray and ask God what he'd have you do, that's what I am doing. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace and your greatness that we are here Uh, by your grace. Father, thank you for how you've provided incredibly for us over the years and how you continue to provide incredibly into the future. May we have the spirit and the heart of a David there that that gave to God's house even when he wouldn't see it. So I pray your blessing over your people. In Christ's name, amen.